Here we go. Uh, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney. This is Profitability MD for Matt and Dave. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, Matt. How about you? I'm doing great. Here in Atlanta, we actually had a little sun. It's been nice. a little rainy the entire winter, so I feel like uh, uh, a new man. One day of sun. It's supposed to rain it uh, about an hour from now. Yeah, it's supposed to be getting cold like, again, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so did you catch any of that, uh, the, the, what do they call it, the wolf moon or whatever? Did you? Yeah, it's actually beautiful. You can see it off my back porch. It was really, really cool. That, that blood red moon or whatever, the shadow and all that. That was, was really cool. It was interesting. So. A little eerie, kind of like a little scary movie kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It would be perfect if it could happen on Halloween. I, wonder right. what... <laughs> I think really bad things would happen. I'm sure. Well, how you sure. blood red, that just doesn't sound good. No. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's talk today. I was looking at one of your blog posts you did, I think just yesterday. Um, who is your ideal customer? Let's talk about your ideal customer and how to identify it and start from there. So how do you know your ideal customer? How do you find? How do you target? What do we need to know about our ideal customer today? Well, I think um, first, to under for, for most people in business, I think it's an area where they lack tremendously because they're not, um, they're not really targeting their customer. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if, if a local, let's just say an, a local HVAC contractor, air conditioning, um, if they're running radio ads, they're, they may be targeting a bunch of customers, but they're not targeting customers. And if you're going to be effective in marketing today, and we're trying to go after, a, um, a, you know, because everybody's being sold to, everybody's being marketed to, whether it's on your smartphone, whether it's on, on um, you know, search history and all of that, all the things that pop up, to be effective, I believe you really got to get targeted advertising. So um, I feel like marketing is just like fishing. And uh, because you're fishing for customers and um, I don't know if I had this in my blog post or not. Yes, I did. So I was, I was referring to when I go fishing, I typically target three types of fish. Uh, why? Cause I typically charter a boat. I had a boat once and they say the two happiest days with a boat are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, um, but chartering boats is real nice cause you, they, all you have to tell the captain is he's going to ask, what type of fish do you want to target? I like to target dolphin, which are mahi-mahi, not, not flipper. Um, I like sailfish, which are a lot of fun to catch, but you, then you release them, and uh, you can see one on my wall behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, um, and then if we're not catching, because both of those are surface water fish, um, if we're not if you're not catching, then you typically end up at a reef and you're going to fish off the bottom for snapper. So, uh, but the reason I say that is because in each one of those scenarios, the captain knows exactly where those fish hang out. He knows exactly the bait to use to target those fish. And then he even knows the speed of the boat. Um, while he's trolling to target specific fish. So we have to consider our marketing the same way. Uh, so number one, you gotta know, you gotta know the fish and you gotta know, know who your customer is. So uh, that starts, I think, with 
um, defining what type of business, you know, you're looking for, um, you know, what type of business owner are they? Um, you had mentioned, uh, before, um, you were talking to somebody that was kind of not in the self-employment arena and that that's not your ideal customer. And, right, right. Uh, of course, when somebody wants to spend money with you, you get to make a choice whether or not you want to take that money. Um, but um, if they're not in your target market, you get the choice. Uh, but at least you have the option because if you're fishing, sometimes you're going to catch fish that don't belong on the hook. But And then you get to decide whether you want to keep it, right? Right, right, right. Um, but so I think with targeting, you want to figure out what business or what type of owner. Uh, again, anytime you're targeting, you always I think you should think of we don't sell the businesses, we sell the people. Um, and so, um, you know, what do they sell? What do they do for a living? Um, you know, what, um, I think when we start getting into like, what obstacles do they face that hinder them from growth? Um, you know, that's because what you're ultimately looking to do, you know, what keeps, keeps them up at night? Um, I used to have somebody ask me that all the time and, um, you know, what keeps you up at night? I'm like, um, nothing. It's what wakes me up in the morning. And, you know, it's all the things I got to do the next day. But, um, and then what are their fears? And, and a lot of people say, well, I don't have any fears. Well, we all have them. They're just not always on the surface. What are their goals? What, you know, what problems, you know, do they need to have help with solving? And ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them into a spot where you can say, okay, I know enough about them that either A, I have a product or service that can solve their problem or make their life better, or B, I don't, but I might be able to refer them. I, I know you're the king of referrals. You like to, you, you have a, a big group of people that you surround yourself with and you're like, hey, I can, I can help you with an attorney who'll do that. I can help you with somebody over here who'll do that. And that's, that's a big, you know, so not always are we, when we're targeting, is it for our benefit? Sometimes it's only for their benefit. Right. But, um, there's really only two reasons that people buy and believe it or not, it's rarely needs unless it's diapers. You know I mean? People <laughs> buy because of things they want. They, they, they want you to make their life better. Um, or they believe you can solve their problem or both. I mean, it, it, those are the really the only two reasons that people will buy. Um, so let's go through an example. Let's do like, uh, let's do, you like to do the electrical contractors. Let's go electrical contractors. Um, oh, ideal clients. Before we do that, though, I was just thinking what just came to mind was um, one of the guys we like to listen to is Dean Jackson. Dean Jackson, Joe Paulus, uh, I Love Marketing, Dean Jackson. Yep. And uh, one of the ones they talk about is the eight profit activators. They talk about identifying your ideal client, just like we're talking about. Customer avatar is another one that I've heard. Yeah, avatar. Yep, that's it. Okay. What was interesting was that a lot of people are afraid to define their customer avatar because they're saying, well, I can actually help a bunch of people. And so Dean had a great point. What he was saying was, that's great, but we're only going to target one at a time, right? So we're going to, we're going after the, 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 the residential stay at home mom, because she's the one making the decision. Okay. We're going after the commercial business owner who needs to get things fixed today or who's building a new building and needs a whole new you know, electrical work. Done, right? yeah. and, and his point was, we can go after all three of those eventually, but let's build the avatar for just one of those today. 
and kind of refine it. And then we'll talk about building funnels on another conversation where we target and market just those individuals. And once we refine that, then we'll go back and maybe go get the business owner who's doing repair work. And then we go back and get the residential person. So his point was you can have those three avatars, just don't market all of them at once. It's three different messages. So with that in mind, let's talk about electrical contractors. You like to deal with those guys. Tell me that, two or three, four different type of customers they would want, and then let's pick on one of them and let's go through a little exercise. Well, um, the, that they would want or, or that yeah. I would yeah. want? Well, let's start with them, and then we'll go with you second. Well, um, certainly what, what we want to make happen for them is, number one, we want them their focus to be um, less on residential. Okay. And almost exclusively on commercial and industrial. Now, what's, what's important to understand about electrical contractors right now, the economy is really good in the construction world. Right. And it's, um, you know, the, the real estate market has slowed dramatically, but, it, but they've been building stuff for years and there's still stuff docketed to build for years. So uh, contractors uh, as a whole are very, um, very busy right now. Right. And What's happening in, in that world, and that's the bidding world, and it's the world that, that will make anybody go broke as soon as the economy changes. And it doesn't have, the economy doesn't have to go bad. For, it just means that the economy slows enough that the crumbs that everybody was getting, all of a sudden, all of those people, there are no more crumbs to get. And, and you can't get hired by the big companies because they've already got their crews on it. So, it's a, um, so we want to target commercial and industrial customers for them and we, we, so we need to be fishing for them. And the key to fishing for them is they have to create a lead magnet that is written or designed. I typically like to tell them to hire a professional copywriter. If they want to hire me, I do that for them. Um, but, and I show them how they could do it themselves and nobody can do it better than they can. <laughs> right. I, I don't, you know, I don't want people to be a writer. I, I want them to understand that they can do video. They can do audio into their smartphone. They have so many options. They are an expert in their industry. I mean, absolutely. If they're in business, they're not there by accident. They're an expert. I mean, the only problem is for the most part, their ideal customers don't know they're an expert. So that, that's the thing. We got to cross that bridge. How do we make their ideal customer commercial and industrial businesses? know? well, first we've, we need to, in their market, whether it's Atlanta, Georgia, whether it's Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, doesn't matter. Wherever it is, we got to find out what people, commercial and industrial business owners are searching for or what are their fears. Um, and I like, I like fire. I mean, as a fear. Fire is a massive fear for almost everyone. Okay. You can have a small fire in a business. And the fire doesn't do the damage. The sprinklers are what do the damage. So fire is a big problem. So we can, um, and I, and you know, there's different reasons that, but we can create a lead magnet that um, almost capitalizes on the fear of um, a fire. Um, so you're going to educate them on something they need to know about in their business. And, uh, but, and that can be uh, improper grounding, um, you can go on down a list so, and then you can offer a, um, 
an inspection, a low cost inspection, but a freebie to go along with the inspection. And the freebie typically what we like to do is the freebie is, okay, we're going to do a free energy audit or something like that. The energy audit is, is included with this uh, grounding inspection or thermal inspection, which they, they take thermal. There's, so there's different things, but the idea is it starts with this lead magnet. So what, what we like to do is we say, okay, we're going to use LinkedIn. You're going to target your ideal customer. Who's your ideal customer? Well, commercial industrial. Let's, let's narrow that down. Okay. Let's say you want to, let's say you want to target car dealers in Atlanta, Georgia. So um, what you're going to, you're actually going to do a search and you're going to, um, there's something called Boolean search um, that um, basically means you could take, uh, I would put cars in, in quotes right. and, then I, and then I would put um, or auto in quotes and then the word president and then I would, and then I would actually select the city, Atlanta, Georgia, and you're going to pull up probably somewhere in the area of, you know, you might pull up 800 potential um, prospects. Okay. So now what you're going to do naturally, hey, uh, Bob, um, I just came across your profile and uh, found it interesting. Um, you know, love it here in Atlanta. Um, hope we cross paths. Let's connect. Something very simple like that. So you get a connection request. Then you're going to, uh, once they connect with you, you now, so you might send out now, never send out more than 50 requests a day. By the way, I sent out, uh, somebody had told me you could go to 100 or even 200, so I tried. I got to 77, and LinkedIn gave me a very nasty message. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, don't go over 50. Um, and it literally, it just happened last week. It happened on, because uh, uh, I, tr I heavily track my LinkedIn uh, connection request. Uh, that happened on, uh, on the 17th. <laughs> but uh, so... That being said, so you're going to make a connection request. And let's say you send out 50 requests. You might get um, average about somewhere between 7 and 12 to 15% of the people that will, if you're getting 12, you're doing really good. If you're getting 7, that's about normal. You know, 5 to 7% is actually normal. I'm running about 10% right now because I've really tweaked what I say. But that being said, if you're getting, you know, 5 to 7%, so out of 50 requests, you're getting about 3 a day. We'll just say 3 or 4 people a day accepting you. When they accept you, you're going to say, hey, Steve, um, I'm glad you connected with me. Um, I, have a, a, I have a really cool document um, about how grounding uh, or improper grounding can, you know, uh, cause, cause a fire in a car dealership. Um, right. And um, I'd like permission to send it to you. By asking for permission... Um, your status goes way up because most people, when they, they are just advertising, advertising in your face, in your face. And so you say, Hey Steve, you know, um, I'd like permission to send this to you. Now that piece you send them is going to, now remember I said, hey, cause I was talking to car dealerships. I said, Hey, you know, Steve, I want to, you know, send you a piece on how, um, you know, grounding caused a fire at a car dealership and that the sprinklers did more damage than, and this can be a three page piece or it can be a short video. It can be, it doesn't matter. You can create the video and turn it into, uh, like you said the other day, Temi, I use Temi all the time. Temi translates video, um, at a third grade level. I mean, there, there is definitely a lot of edits, but the point is now you've got your marketing piece in their hands. That's why I believe LinkedIn is by far right now 
uh, the number one uh, tool. Don't tell anybody, man. <laughs> number one tool right now to target your ideal prospects because most people's profile looks like a resume. And the right. reality is you can now target them because, they, hey, I'm the president of XYZ Auto. And they might have 15 dealerships. And then the next thing you might be looking for is uh, people who manage large chunks of commercial real estate. Um, and you can say how, um, you know, whatever, one lightning strike took out a, a parking lot full. Of, you can create all sorts of lead magnets that, um, so it's, it's all, it all built around, when I work with electrical contractors, all built around who's their target market. Um, so that, you know, and then they've got to create a content piece and we guide them through that on, on how to create that content piece to their target market and then how to connect with those people on LinkedIn. Remember, you, I mean, you don't need, you don't need 50 new customers a month. Dude, you're so funny. All right. You got, you went all over places. This is really cool. All right. So, um, this was, where did that come up here? I'm trying to pull this up right here. We went to two or three different places that I had pulled up. So here's a sheet that we had, like when we talked about customer avatar. Yep. This is says Aaron avatar. So some of the things we want to know, uh, tell us a little bit about your avatars. So we're saying the car dealership in it, in it and uh, let's just say Atlanta, like you were saying. Tell us yep. about your avatar. What do they do? How do they spend their week? What do they do outside of work? Where do they get their news? How much do they make? How do they feel about their job? What are their concerns in life? You're talking about one of the concerns of a car dealer would be fires or any kind of commercial industrial. Yep. That's one of the things you would do taking a concerns life. What aspects of the personality affect the product then? Uh, tell us about his history. So this is going really into tell us about Aaron Avatar who owns the dealership. But one of the fears you targeted in on was the uh, fear of fire, which is really funny because I got this other thing that I use called a niche worksheet, a list of problems and fears and desires of the niches you've selected. So we could say list the problems and fears of the car dealership owner in Atlanta, right? Or car dealerships. We're just going yep. to get back to LinkedIn on that. Um, the most important factors is the problems and the desires, all of which uh, you can help solve. Now you're talking about taking that problem or desire and how to transfer it from where they are today to where they want to be. So you're almost talking about the fire. Uh, we, we're owning a dealership. We're really terrified that if a fire happened, that would be terrible. Let's talk about how to prevent that, which goes into your lead magnet. Okay. Then it's funny because I, I had, I'm teaching a, a bunch of my guys right now, the LinkedIn sales funnel, which, which is exactly what we're talking about. So, so we create a client facing profile that we were talking about. You and I talked about that. Um, create a piece of free content. In this case, you're talking about your, um, how to prevent fires, right? Your grounding, yep. right? And then we use the LinkedIn search. You just mentioned that LinkedIn search to, to identify the Atlanta owners. Um, Send each one a personal invite. That's what you mentioned. Let's invite those guys. Um, after connecting one, we're going to start sending them a little warm-up sequences you and I were just talking about. And in that case, we're talking about uh, ask for permission with the- Now currently tagging. I see you've got after connecting, tag each person. Tagging is not currently allowed um, up to premium in LinkedIn. So, if you buy above premium, so premium is, uh, I don't know, $49.99 a month. Okay. Until you're using the next one up, which I think is sales. Sales Navigator, that's what I'm using, yeah, which I think yeah. is 75 bucks a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever, and so Sales Navigator, and I just, I wanted to make a note of that because people will see this on the screen. So 
uh, if you if you want to tag people, um, if you're going to have to have Sales Navigator, and that's you know whatever, eighty bucks a month, whatever it is. Right, right. But it was so funny you mentioned that because because and then you had mentioned which I don't know, I don't have this on my sheet. Uh, anyway, so it's, we got into this. You're saying fly an avatar. Let's identify who we're going after. Okay, uh, what are some of their problems and concerns? Right. Talk about fire. Then we use a LinkedIn to, to get in front of these people because, as you said, I totally agree. I'm teaching a bunch of guys right now about the LinkedIn sales funnel. And um, what's really cool is what you had mentioned would be uh, where's my little sheet? I don't have it up, but I can pull it up. But I got this sheet over here that talks about here's an email sequence that we could do. It talks about um, not just that one content. You could have week one send out a third-party resource. Like here's an article about how some car dealership burned down because of faulty ground. That would be a great piece, right? Didn't even have to create it yourself. You just found an article. Week two could be the the, the your article, right? Week three could be a checklist you might offer them. Uh, and link uh, week four might be hey let's let's schedule a call or that free inspection, kind of making the offer. Ideally, um, each one of those weeks, so um, you want to use LinkedIn because LinkedIn wants to be, you know, a, a massive search engine. Uh, not wants to be, they already are. Yeah, they already are, that's right. You want to put, you want to make a post on LinkedIn. When I said content, you know, it could be two, three pages or a video, but you want to make that eight a post, not just, a, you, it doesn't even have to be on your blog or on your website. You can put that post on LinkedIn and that's what you want to do. And then you say, Hey, Bob, I just wrote this. Why don't you check it out? And the, the key ending to the post is it's got to have a call to action. Call to action. I love that. Cause you got to have them. You got to, people like to be told what they did really. They, Absolutely. Wanna be, they don't want to be sold, but they want to tell me what the next steps are. So give so, us a good call to action. You've got some good call to actions on your blog. The most important ending here, I, I say ending, the most important ending when you're, when you're moved from the LinkedIn contact, I don't care if they came to you, Facebook, I don't care, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, doesn't matter. Wherever they come, you've got to get them off that platform and you've got to get them to sign up on your email list. So that means you need a landing page or something on those lines, but you need their email. And, and I've had people say, well, why do I need their email? I don't want to be spamming them. No, spam is sending unsolicited commercial email. If somebody gives you their email, that is not spam. You now have the ability to talk to them. And think of it this way. Um, every magazine you receive at the house is just a giant advertisement. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, Ultimately, everything, every television, if you think watching television is about watching television, it's about selling stuff. <laughs> it's about selling the eyeballs. I mean, that's all it's about. Yeah. So you, you want their email because the value of your company ultimately is going to boil around how many eyeballs are on your message. So I believe you have to create a message that is important to the reader, to them, not to me. And if you have something, then you can... Um, then it's important to them. They'll they'll want to buy from you. Next. All right. So, so I'm going to brag on you. Here is your here is your blog post dated yeah. the 22nd. What's the day? The 23rd. Who is your ideal customer? You come here. Great article. Some follow points. You have some great points. Describe your ideal customer. What type of business do they own? What products, services do they sell? Who do they sell to? What obstacles they face that you talked about? Um, what keeps them up at night? What are their fears and goals? What problems do they have that you can help solve? What false beliefs and how can you 
uh, your products and service make your life better. And then what I was going to say, uh, oh, we'll come back to this. Your idea. Okay. Uh, your call to action, which is awesome. Does your business have a constant flow of incoming customers? Can you follow a simple formula that I and many others have used to generate massive amounts of sales? If so, you Click can get on a path to prosperity. Click here to find out how. And then so that naturally goes to my call to action. Right. That's yeah. your call to action. You're saying, look, here's an article about this. Does this make sense to you? Do you want to learn more? Click here to learn more. That's, that's perfect. That's awesome. Kudos to you. All right. So let's come up here. Give me this. Your ideal customer. So that's you, my ideal customer. Right. So, Say that. Uh, so this is important because I have electricians, and I, and I say that cautiously, I have electricians who want to work with me. Okay. I need electrical contractors or electricians who are entrepreneurs. I can't work with a technician. Okay. Right. So I need somebody who's got a really positive outlook on their life and their business. Always. Does that mean they don't have down times? Of course. Of course. Right. Be a whiner or a complainer. I am not, um, I'm not into those type of people <laughs> focused on their growth and their future. Okay, they don't get hung up on little things. Look, little things suck, but you, you can't get hung up on them. Sure. They have to be willing to spend money. You and I had a conversation earlier about a client that um, that doesn't want to, you know, pay. Invest in their future. Yeah, I like that. They don't want to invest in their future. So they, they, they can be someone's client, but they're not going to be mine. Um, they're not looking for the lowest price. Um, the person looking for, and you know what? There's There's a market for that, but that's not my customer. Well, when we talk about price and value, we'll have to have a conversation about that. But, you know, what's the value you're getting? If, if they're going to get 10 times the value of what they spend with you, you're well worth the money. Regardless. They're going to get hundreds times the value of what they spend with me because right. ultimately they're going to make money for years and years to come. They have to have a desire to learn, but everybody's got a desire to learn. Are they teachable? Okay. Um, and I believe family has to be important to have some compatibility. Um, I Because I do work with uh, some you know, some people really don't find any importance in family. And, and so I tend to, for some reason, all my friends seem to have an important value on family. And I don't see anything about golf on there or exercise, staying healthy. No, because it, it has nothing to do with my ideal I'm customer. Teasing. I'm teasing. It seems like hey, all my guys play golf. Matt, if, if, they're, <laughs> if they're overweight, um, chances are pretty good they spend money on themselves. So, <laughs> that's, a, that's an indication? You know, that's a buying indicator for you? <laughs> I think so. Uh, and if they're overweight, they're probably not very arrogant. At least not their looks, right? So, <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and you know me, I struggled with weight for many years. I know, you're doing awesome. We talked about that earlier, man. You got your whole... Uh, a number of days you can do this, a number of calories, a number of days to exercise, a number of days you're allowed to drink. And I mean, you're, you're awesome. What is your number up to now? How much have you lost? I'm down uh, just uh, 50, right at 50. I mean, I'm about, uh, I, I feel like in the next week or two, I'll probably go over that 50 mark. I've been running 49, 50, 49, 50. So I, I'm, I'm thinking I'll move into the 51, 52 range. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So. You are awesome. You are impressive. Talk about a man with a plan. All right, so let's let we kind of here at time. Let's wrap this up. All right, we started this talking about um, who's your ideal customer. You get a great blog post on your DaveMulvaney.com. Got in there and said, "Hey, you want to identify who you're looking for? What are their, you know, what type of business they own? What products or sales?" You and I use the example of uh, car dealerships owners because you want your electricians to go into commercial uh, and industrial, and one of their fears or concerns is a fire. So we said, "Hey, we can come up with a." Uh, fire 
uh, article, how to prevent that checklist. Uh, we then talked about, actually, we then got into a bunch of LinkedIn. We'll have to have a whole other conversation about LinkedIn. Um, where we said, look, we could create kind of the, the LinkedIn kind of sales funding when we get together and get to know our ideal guys, the Atlanta guys that own car dealerships by doing what you call the Boleyn search. Which we'll talk about a whole LinkedIn thing another time. Um, but then it would be get to know somebody, offer them that content. Hey, ask permission. I've got something. One of the biggest fears of car dealerships is a fire. I've got a great article on how to prevent that from happening. Would you like ask permission? Hey, would you like a copy of it? And, and you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I brought up car dealerships. And I kind of went off on a few tangents. Um, typically, their fears are uh, not their their fears are lack of sales because they're so under the microphone, a uh, mi microphone microscope, um, all the time. So their fears are really boiled down to lack of sales, not enough sales. And, and a lot of that from an electrical standpoint, you know, see the whole thing is how can I help an electrician yeah, yeah. Um, bring that around? Well, lack of sales, that can happen for poor lighting. Remember, they're selling a right. product that, that, that a, a, a manufacturer spends enormous money on the look of that. And if the lighting's not right in the showroom, so we can be, we can move, easily move this into lighting. That's why we have the energy audit as a, as a piece. So Absolutely. Yeah, there's another, there's another article. There's another white paper, right? You know, exactly. Lighting of a thing that grease the sales or show off your products. The, the, you know, the wrap up to it, Matt, is um, the ideal customer. You have to know them well enough so that um, I liken it to bank tellers. They never teach bank tellers how to recognize um, counterfeit. They, they only teach them how to recognize, they basically teach them the look, the feel of the real thing so well that the second that counterfeit hits their fingers, they know instantly it's counterfeit because they know the real thing so well. And if you know your real customer, the, your ideal avatar, your perfect client so well, when the wrong one comes through the door, you get to say, hang on, that's, we're not going to be a fit because I have experienced problems in that area. So that's what, that's what the whole thing boils, boils. This exercise boils down to is, is just knowing the counterfeit from the real thing. Oh, dude, I loved your fishing thing. I mean, I'd go back to your fishing. What kind of fish are we fishing for? Are we doing looking for the, the dolphin? Are we looking for the sailfish? Are we looking for the snapper? And we got to know which one we're going for. And that's today's trip, right? Yep. So we talked about the day Dean Jackson would say, let's focus in on one of those today. We're going after the snapper. So this is where the captain's going to take us. And this is the type of boat we're going to use. So today we're going after the car dealers. And this is the type of things that are interested in them. And here are a couple of good ideas for lead magnets. And tomorrow we might have a whole other campaign where we go after whatever. I don't know. We'll talk about another industrial or client or prospect. Well, yeah, when you dry up a market, I mean, okay, I've, I've got every client I could in that market. Well, now go after it. <laughs> go after others. Yeah, but again, fishing with, uh, um, fishing with multiple lines in the water is what you're talking about. And I think it's important to have multiple lines in the water, multiple lead generation pieces, uh, because ultimately you want to catch more fish. You got to have more lines in the water. Yeah, I totally agree. Dean Jackson would tell us just do one at a time. Let's get really good at one. Then we'll multiply the, the next two or three for more. All right, man, this was a great conversation. I love it. It was awesome. It's good. Um, again, tell us how to get in touch with you. Easiest way to find me is at davidmulvaney.com, and um, you can connect with me there. You can connect Perfect. with me. David Mulvaney on LinkedIn is another easy spot to find me. Perfect. 
All right, and I got mine is 10xprofitblueprint.com. That's my coaching website, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then again, Matt Hudgens, Matthew Hudgens, I don't know which one it is on LinkedIn. And always in the show notes, uh, always underneath the, uh, in the show notes, we've got links to both of those websites. And uh, feel free to comment and look forward to hearing from you. Perfect. All right, man. Until next time, we'll see you. See you, man.